Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where our humor is foul. I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like we almost have to do something else now. <laughs> Why? I, that, that's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. I can't even do it with meaning because it's so bad. and streaming where we are not organized. I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week we're covering the 2000 claymation classic, Chicken Run. I love that you called it a classic and I totally agree and here's why. This is the most successful stop motion animation film of all time. I straight up thought you were lying to me when you told me that. Nope. Not not Tim, but like when you think of the merchandising. I know. You, you don't see a lot of people with messenger bags that have chicken run on it. We also have a great marriage of production companies here. Uh-huh. Because, you know, you get DreamWorks, Ardman with all of their talent, and then you let Pathé get that to an international audience. <laughs> you're raking in the bucks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha. Before we get started, don't forget, go follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show, make suggestions, write hate mail at kickingandstreamingpodcast at gmail.com. That is with an and, not an ampersand. And like the hate mail thing, <laughs> like don't do that. Like if you like really hate it, you know, like we want to know. I'm on record as saying I would either like people to love or hate this like, podcast. You can leave us a bad review, but like if you feel the need to write us a whole message, <laughs> like that's great. That's great constructive criticism right there. So please do that <laughs> or not. Don't be mean. <laughs> You're saying? Don't forget, folks, go check out the podcast we're recommending this week in the show notes. Please support our fellow creators. Rate, review, follow, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And guys, I'm seeing the engagement from folks on social media. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much. We need more of that. Yes, please, and thank you. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Please? Thank you? <laughs> we would really appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, you ready to run? Yeah. Ever wonder what chickens do when you're not looking? Operation cover up! No chicken escapes from Tweedy's farm! You've got to get out of here. Uh attempt was a bit of a fiasco. These chickens are planning a little getaway. The plan is, we go over the wire. Oh, that might work. Now, they may have found their only hope. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. You've been a wonderful audience. Oh! The name's Rocky. And what brings you to England? Why, all the beautiful English chicks, of course. Pushy Americans. Hi, how are you? Overpaid, oversexed, and over here. Which bunk is mine? 
What is it? It's a pie machine. Chickens go in, pies come out. Oh, what kind of pies? We're all going to fly over that fence and Mr Rhodes is going to show us how. Did you say fly? This summer. I don't want to be a pie. I don't like gravy. Rocky! I'm coming! From the Academy Award winning creators of Wallace and Gromit. Rocky! I'll be down before you can say mixed vegetables! Dare to dream. There's a better place out there. And get ready to fly. Chicken run. I mustn't panic. We mustn't panic. We've both seen. How many Wallace and Gromit things have you seen? The Curse of the Were Rabbit, and that's all I ever needed. I also saw the thing on the moon with the cheese. <laughs> I don't know what that was about, but, like, I remember that from childhood. I've seen two, but they also might be the same thing. The one with the sheep, and then the one with the pants. The, <laughs> the, the robot pants. Uh, what are we... Yeah, the robot pants one! <laughs> yeah, I know that what is, you're talking about. That is not what it's called, but... Uh, no, but, like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Also, I remember Burger King. <laughs> They had the toys. I had a bunty. Yeah, you did. And I had a, um, one of the um, huts or, you know, one of the chicken huts. And <laughs> you could press the top of it and you could shoot a figurine out on a little cart. <laughs> it was really great. I used to sink that shit in the tub all the time. <laughs> Um, let's see. We've got names. So, Julie, we've got Julia Sawala. <laughs> Julia Sawahala. Swala. She plays our protagonist, Ginger. You might know her from things like Pride and Prejudice, Remember Me Always, Absolutely Fabulous with Joanna Lumley and Jennifer Saunders, I had to think. <laughs> we have, for whatever reason, Mel Gibson. Oh, um, God. You know he was simultaneously filming The Patriot when he was recording this dialogue. Did you need to make me more... <laughs> perturbed than I already was about having to discuss Mel Gibson. I know. When we do The Patriot, and we will. Really? Because you've said before that we won't. I will not be kind. <laughs> we have Miranda Richardson. Yes, Rita Skeeter. Um, You might know her from that Tim Burton uh, Sleepy Hollow movie where she ends up being the bad guy at the end. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Uh, <laughs> no, I'm it's kidding. been 20 years <laughs> since that movie was released. We have Timothy Spall. You know him from Harry Potter as well. He's Peter Pettigrew. He's also in Sweeney Todd. He's also played... Yeah, he was the Beatle in Sweeney Todd. He's also portrayed Winston Churchill on a couple of occasions. Um, Imelda Staunton. Uh, guys. <laughs> Her Majesty herself. Imelda Staunton's back. Imelda Staunton. This is Imelda Staunton's second kick against streaming appearance. She was just here. She was just here in Freedom Riders. We've got Lynn Ferguson, who plays Mac, the Scottish hen. She is Craig Ferguson's sister. Is she really? Yeah, late night host Craig Ferguson. <laughs> I love her. I know. It's it's great. We've got Jane Horrocks, also from Absolutely Fabulous. We know her from things like The Witches and Corpse Bride. A lot of Tim Burton mofos up in this. There's also Benjamin Whitrow. He's the only other one I can think of. He he was the dad in that Colin Firth version of Pride and Prejudice. Oh, was he really? Yeah. <laughs> That's very obscure. I know. That's like painfully obscure. <laughs> I am a bottomless <laughs> well of useless knowledge. Sometimes I even hate the way I put things, but you know what I love? What?
from the get-go, it is through the honor and the glory of Her Majesty's Royal Air Force. <laughs> I love this movie. The music for this opening montage is very great escape. It's patriotic. Patriotic? It's very patriotic, <laughs> in, my, in my opinion. So what we have here is we have a chicken farm in the middle of the North Country in England. It's 1950-whatever-the-hell. <laughs> Guys, it's it, it's very reminiscent of a POW camp, prisoner of war camp. Oh, or, it's a takeoff of The Great Escape. Yeah, or... That Steve McQueen movie. There's a guard tower. <laughs> what do they need with that guard tower? <laughs> Tweety has to farm. Who's in the guard tower all day? <laughs> like, all right. It's in the dead of night. That's the m most perfectly animated moon I've ever seen. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I know like, what you mean. It just kind of hits you. It's very hypnotizing. <laughs> and so Mr. Tweedy, who is the owner of the farm, is patrolling the perimeter of the, of the I don't even know what you'd call it, the hen prison? I, <laughs> like, the, a, I, I just have the yard, like the chicken yard. It's fortified with barbed wire. No, yeah, it's like a prison yard also. Like they really want to let these chickens know. I also don't know any farmer who patrols his chicken yard in the middle of the night. He's got these anatomically incorrect dogs. And <laughs> All right. look at those things. They don't look like dogs. Ginger, our protagonist, who is a hen amongst the flock, is trying to escape yet again. <laughs> Apparently, the chickens have attempted many times to escape with no avail. The movie starts with a montage of all of the escape attempts. Ginger spooning her way to freedom. <laughs> Them tunneling underneath the chicken yard. It's so cool. It is actually cool. There's, it, they are innovative and resourceful exactly. chickens. Exactly. And like I said, I wrote claymation must be hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, 24 frames per second of film. Like with like a Nightmare Before Christmas, you know, you have much more um, control, I feel like, over expression. Granted, yes, it is a puppet, just like you would have in Tim Burton's stop motion. But, like, it's clay. Yeah. So you have to be so careful. Imagine if you dropped one. Ah! Splat. <laughs> no! And, like, the whole side of ginger is just <laughs> flattened in. Like Play-Doh? Yeah. And you're like, oh, no. The problem with a lot of the escape attempts is that Ginger is looking to get all the chickens out at once. And that's proving to be very, very difficult. I'm guessing this dumpster is the chokey. Oh, yeah. Or this coal box or whatever she keeps getting thrown into every time they fail to escape. Every time they get caught, it's usually Ginger who takes the heat for it. Because Mr. Tweety knows she's their leader. <laughs> I'll teach you to make a fool out of me. Now let that be a lesson to the lot of you! No chicken escapes from Tweedy's farm! And only Tweedy is noticing the sophistication of these hens. <laughs> and Mrs. Tweedy, who we'll get to in a moment, um, thinks he's absolutely fucking nuts. And he's wondering himself throughout the film, so... I wrote slave labor? Question mark? Rebe Listen, we're going to be hitting a lot of the same notes that we hit last week. Yeah, th that's the thing, guys. Lots of parallels between Chicken Run and A Bug's Life. Mainly with forced servitude and hope for a better life. Yeah. One morning, the chickens are lining up for the count, where Mrs. Tweedy looks at the chicken's egg output and determines if they're still <clears throat> profitable. This is where I first postulated, do the Tweedies understand them? When they Do speak? They, yeah. When they speak? Because, I mean, they line up for count. I mean, they know. 
So oh what, what you're saying is the chickens obviously understand English, so can they understand the chicken? Exactly. Okay, fine. I think the answer's no. Well, like, she, like, later... We'll get to it. <laughs> all right. We'll talk all more right. about it. We'll get to it. Let's talk about some of the other chickens on the farm. <laughs> so we have Babs, voiced by Jane Horrock. Babs is not the brightest nugget in the ten piece. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like she, she's very absent-minded. She's so sweet. She's, she's very polite and naive. She knits for everyone. She makes everyone a head cozy. <laughs> it's very darling. I don't know how they don't notice her walking around the yard with the needles. <laughs> like I want. Tweety to stop in his tracks and just be like, what the fuck? Where did she get knitting needles? Yeah. Morning, Ginger. Back from holiday. I wasn't on holiday, Babs. I was in solitary confinement. Oh, it's nice to get a bit of time to yourself, isn't it? And then we have Fowler, who's the rooster. <laughs> Granted, this is an egg farm, so we are not really reproducing so much. Which is good, because Fowler's a thousand years old and is Definitely shooting musty blanks. Wow. <laughs> Are you mad at me? Yes. For that description? I'm sorry. Yucketh. <laughs> Yucketh and yikes, my friend. He's always trying to tell the other chickens what to do and telling stories about being in the Royal Air Force. A chicken in the Royal Air Force, you say? <laughs> we'll come back to that. I'm back in my REF day oh. when the senior officer called for a scramble. You'd hop in the old crate and tally-ho! Tucks away! Give over, you old fool. They just want to count us. Bunty is Ginger's best chick. Bunty's a very large hen. She lays probably more eggs than average. Amelda Staunton. Yes, Amelda Staunton. When we first meet Bunty, Ginger's like, hey, how's the egg production going? And she goes, I laid five eggs this morning. Five! <laughs> She's like, my butthole is hollering. <laughs> my cloaca. My cloaca is hollering. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I love Bunty. I think if I am any one of these chickens, I'm Bunty. I fancy myself a ginger, but I think I'm a Bunty. I think I'm a Babs. You are definitely a Babs. Thank you so much. We have Mac. Mac is Scottish. She's the Scottish hen. She's the inventive one. She's got all the engineering knowledge to facilitate their escape. She's a homosexual. <laughs> that is a lesbian. <laughs> Guys, Google Mac from Chicken Run. She's a lesbian. Oh my goodness. We need a lesbian bell. Like, a lesbian bell? I would bell. love to have a lesbian bell. <laughs> Ding! Lesbians! Lesbians. And spring the interior tendon connecting your radius to your humerus. I gave her a wee bit of a tweak, Jimmy, and wrapped her up. Like, where does a chicken acquire engineering knowledge? I don't know, but she sure fucking did. It's Scotland! <laughs> so, I mean, those are pretty much the three hens we deal with with Ginger. And so, you know, yeah, you said we were lined up for roll call. Here comes Tweety. Militia Tweety. Everyone is puckered. Oh, yeah. Like, everybody's like, okay, everybody lay enough eggs. We good? We good? Mm -hmm. And then finally, Mrs. Tweety stops in front of Edwina, who will not be with us for very long. Edwina. Bunty, why didn't you give her some of yours? I would have. She didn't tell me. She didn't tell anyone. She takes Edwina to the shed because the moment they stop becoming profitable, their head's on the chopping block. Yeah, that's gotta be stressful. You're giving away, like, the one thing you have to offer day in and day out. In exchange for not dying. Yeah, in exchange for your continued life. Yeah, like, no, yeah, I couldn't handle it. And I, yeah, not, not, not that I'm saying I know what it's like to be inside the mind of a chicken. <laughs> I mean, sometimes when you're stressed, I think you do. Okay. <laughs> 
I, this is where I wrote, they have hands? <laughs> Three question marks? They're not wings, guys. They're, they have four-fingered hands. And I'm sorry. Are you upset about I'm it? I'm upset about it. It's just weird. It's weird. I know that it's going to... An, they have to build things. You know, exactly. That's what I was getting ready to they say. They have to build things. If they were building things without fingers, you would be complaining about that. Okay. <laughs> You're right. Ross, how do the chickens get supplies for their escape plans? We have this rat duo. Their names are Nick and Fetcher. I love those names because it literally describes what they do. Exactly. Nick, which is like UK slang for steal, and Fetcher, like Nick and Fetcher now. Did you hear that, folks? <laughs> she explained it. She explained the joke. Hey, maybe people in America don't know what Nick means. I said these dealer rats are shifty. I know. We're making this. We need these things. Can you get them? Oh, this is a big job, miss. Oh, bigger than the others. Oh, no, it's going to cost. Same as always, one bag of seed. You call this pay? It's chicken feed. Ginger's accustomed to paying them in uh, chicken feed. Yeah, for getting things like nails and, you know, yeah. stuff they might need to build things for their escape. Exactly. And they're, they're I think that they, uh, I think they want eggs. Yeah. But they can't give them their eggs or they'll die. Exactly. So they say no sale. You either pay us in eggs or we're not going to give you stuff anymore. Great. Now we're actually inside the Tweety home. Okay. <laughs> You have some thoughts? I love the I love the owl, the claimed owl that is in <laughs> the glass case on the table next to Edwina's corpse. They ate her for dinner. They ate her for dinner. It's so bleak. There is a color photo of Her Majesty the Queen <laughs> on the wall, but there is also a photo of His Majesty the King, King George VI, but it's in black and white because that's why I think this is 1953. Because it was like... That's the year he died. Yeah. And she, well, he died in 52. But whatever. And Mr. Tweety is watching the chicken yard <laughs> with binoculars. And Mrs. Tweety is doing the books. Yeah, on a counting machine. I know. Not a calculator, a counting machine that spits out that long tape. This is really dated. Miranda Richardson really does this character justice. I know. I never would have thought it was Miranda Richardson either. Like, she's just so tight and I think the word she uses to describe her is pinched. Like she's evil. She is evil. Her numbers don't come out to what she thinks they should be and she just goes stupid worthless creatures sick and tired of making minuscule profits. And then she looks down at the table and there's a booklet that says tired of making minuscule profits <laughs> it's like, better than a google targeted ad oh if you ask me god turn your chicken farm into a gold mine it says she's really studying this advertisement and like they're doing that thing married couples do where they're talking to each other but they're having two different conversations yep yep <laughs> yep <laughs> All throughout this movie, she's focused on making more money, and Mr. Tweedy cannot stop writing conspiracy theories in his head about the chickens that live in the yard. And they finally have found a way to make us some real money around here, and what are you on about? Ridiculous notions of escaping chickens. It's all in your head, Mr. Tweedy. Say it. It's all in me head. 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 And let me just say that Mr. Tweedy is kind of in an abusive relationship. Oh, no. I don't think there's any kind of about it. Like, like he is definitely an abused partner. And um, he's terrified of his wife. She's always hitting him with various objects. <laughs> it's chickens, you dolt. Apart from you, they're the most stupid creatures on this planet. 
They don't plot, they don't scheme, and they are not organised! <laughs> order! Order! Cut to the chickens being organized. <laughs> order! Order! So Mac's new idea for escaping is going over the wire as opposed to under it. Because when they go under it, they tend to get stuck. This is deductive reasoning. <laughs> <laughs> she brings out this little model trebuchet and shows everybody how it works. That turnip head. <laughs> this little turnip that's been made up to look like them. She's like, this is us, right? We get in like this. Wind. And let her go. <laughs> That turnip gets smashed against the wall. It's hilarious. Bunty's like, hold on, hold on. Have we tried not trying to escape and just accepting our fate? Bunty voted for Trump. Oh my God. <laughs> do not do that to Bunty. Bunty's way better than that. And Ginger's only response to this, you know, nay-nay-nism is just like, listen, I cannot and will not die here. She has this beautiful dream for all of them where they get to live outside of a fence. Mm -hmm. Don't you get it? There's no morning egg count, no farmers, no dogs and coops and keys and no fences. In all my life, I've never heard such a fantastic load of tripe. I have in my notes, Jesus Bunty, will you have some hope? Cause Ginger's telling him, I love this line. The fences are up here in your heads. And I'm like, yes, Ginger, yes, Queen, please. <laughs> Ginger goes outside to have a private cry. We hear this big boom in the distance. Are we supposed to think that's thunder? I don't know. Like, it's obviously not thunder, but like, we'll figure it out. <laughs> and all, you know, we hear this big boom, and then all of a sudden, Mel Gibson the rooster is flying over our heads. Can we refer to him as Mel Gibson the rooster? I mean, I'd rather call him Rocky. Okay. Because I hate saying Mel Gibson. We see Rocky the Rhode Island Red indeed appearing to be flying over the yard. And he lands like, does he land in the feed trough? Uh, yeah. He like <laughs> turns it upright. I love that moment. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. You've been a wonderful audience. Ginger picks up this poster that like falls down next to him mm -hmm. and it's got his picture on it. Mm -hmm. They think that he's a flying instructor based on the picture. Yep. Rocky comes to inside the hut with a broken wing and all of these chickens staring at him. He wakes up and they start clamoring. <gasps> a boy. What happened to my wing? You took a rather nasty fall. And sprained the interior tendon connecting your radius to your humerus. I gave her a wee bit of a tweak, Jimmy, and wrapped her up. Was that English? She said you sprained your wing. She fixed it. And I made the bandage. Uh, uh, I carried you in. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry to say it, <laughs> but the hens are hungry for cock. <laughs> oh, stop it! Get it? Stop it! Get it? Oh, my God! You're He's a cock. I got it. And Thank you. Hens. Thank you uh, very much. Ginger is asking him in front of everyone if he'll teach them how to fly. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know who's also disappointed that he's there? Fowler. Fowler. Oh, Fowler does not like him from the jump. I don't like this one. His eyes are too close together. And he's a yank. <laughs> Pushy Americans. Always showing up late for every war. Overpaid, oversexed. And over here. Hey, what's eating Grandpa? You love the Fowler shade. I love Fowler. I, he's such a caricature of the um, 
40s, 50s British colonel. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. And Rocky's like, hey, no, I'm no flying instructor. Yeah. So he gets his stuff and he's leaving. Mm-hmm. Like, but Ginger's begging him not to go. You don't understand. They're killing us. Yeah. And Rocky's on his way out and this circus truck drives up onto the farm. Oh, and Ginger starts putting it together because he f- he wigs out. He's like, it's the fuzz. He's running from the circus. Yeah. And she's immediately like, oh, this is good. Because the ringmaster is literally on Tweety's porch showing them his picture. And Ginger keeps squawking to get their attention. Now show us how to fly. With this wing? Teach us then. Now. Now you listen here, sister. I'm not going back to that life. I'm a lone free ranger. Emphasis on free. And that's what we want. Freedom. Ginger is threatening to expose his presence. <laughs> She's Unless he teaches them all how to fly. Teach us to fly and we'll hide you. And here's the thing. He knows chickens can't fly. No, he knows. He knows. But they don't know that. They And I, I feel bad that they don't know that. I know. Because they've literally grown up in this prison. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, don't think too hard about it or you won't enjoy it. I know. The next day, Rocky starts teaching the chickens how to fly. And this is where I wrote... This whole montage is very a league of their own. Yeah, the training's ridiculous. It's got a lot of that energy because Rocky went to the Jimmy Dugan school of coaching, as in barely giving a chicken shit about any of it. You mean making it up as you go? Yeah, making it up as you go! (laughs) And, like, Ginger is very dotty. Yeah. Like, there's one point where he's supposed to be showing them some arm movements, and he's literally in a jacuzzi tub. I thought you were going to teach us how to fly. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) Isn't there usually some flapping involved? Hey, do I tell you how to lay eggs? Relax, we're making progress. Oh yeah, and they're trying to launch each other (laughs) so they can try and flap and fly. It's really funny (laughs) watching them flap their arms up and down their little arms and hands. Like they're going to fly. I know. And it's just not happening. No matter how hard they try, no matter how much elevation they start with, the chickens cannot fly. Because once again, most breeds of chicken cannot fly. Poultry. At the end of the first day of training, another truck rolls up on the farm carrying like just a bunch of wood crates. Oh, and the chickens are on high alert because they're like, uh, what? What the hell is that? The tweeters are like loading all this shit into the barn. I think about this bit every time I force Gavin to put together a piece of Ikea furniture because like- Get to work! (laughs) Mrs. Tweedy like (laughs) thrusts this manual into his hands and he's like, I'll put it together, shall I? (laughs) God bless my little Gavin. She's determined. This is where she like starts to unbox the parts Mm -hmm. and she like looks into that saw blade. And she like spins it. Yeah. This will take Tweedy's farm out of the Dark Ages and into full-scale automated production. (laughs) Militia Tweedy will be poor no longer. She's so close to profit. Yeah. And it's evil. Like, she's foaming at the mouth. You can basically... Okay, this machine's ridiculous, and we will get into more of it later. Yeah, we don't find out what's in the crate just yet. So... Max says to Ginger that, um, listen, I've been doing some anatomical calculations. <laughs> and Max is like, we're not built for this. Absolutely not. We're not built to fly, Ginger. And Ginger's like, you gotta trust. Like, I know you're a scientist. I don't think we should listen to you right now. 
But I saw him. He flew in over that fence. I, I, I believe you, but if we could just see it for ourselves, that might answer some questions. Another leader not listening to science. Oh, no. That's all I'm saying. Oh, God. Max suggests that they get a flying demonstration from Rocky just so they can see it in action. But you know what they need. What do they need? Thrust. <laughs> That's right. I love this bit because, listen, I'm sorry to everybody in Scotland who has a really thick accent and gets made fun of it for it. This whole bit is a comment on how you can easily miss fine details if you're, when a Scottish person is speaking. If you are too far up country. <laughs> it's a beautiful accent. What? I went over my calculations, Hen, and I figured the key element were missing this thrust. I, I didn't get a word of that. Thrust! I've had words like ducks and geese when they take off. What do they have? Thrust! I swear she ain't using real words. She said we need more thrust. Oh, thrust! Here's the way I've put it before. The farther south you get in the United States, the less likely you are able to understand them. <laughs> the farther north you get in the United Kingdom, the less likely you're able to understand them. All right, all right. I get you, I get you. <laughs> I swear she ain't using real words. I know. (laughs) Ginger threatens to turn Rocky in if he doesn't start making progress. So Rocky's solution to that is to scam the rats to get them to get materials by promising them eggs. That he will lay himself. (laughs) So, uh, how about them eggs? Eggs? Don't tell me you promised them. Promised them every egg I lay this month. And, uh, when can we expect the first installment? I'm, I'm brewing one up as we speak, guys. I'll keep you posted. And those idiots make a deal. I know. I know. <laughs> like, come on. Ginger's like, you're lying to them. Are Nick and Fetcher the Statler and Waldorf of this? I mean, kind of. Like, they just sit in the corner and laugh at all of them. Absolutely. They're always, like, on the side watching them try to fly, making commentary. It's like a holiday for them. So Bunty is the thrust guinea pig. (laughs) I love this. That's right, because the thing that Rocky got from the rats are these elastic straps. Mm -hmm. So they're basically going to craft a giant chicken slingshot. They put her on a carton cart and lay her whole body on it. She's got this little mask on that Babs knit for her. Yeah, yeah. She's shaking like a leaf. Yeah. It's just a little helper. Something gets you going. It's a thrust exercise. The tension's killing me! He's gonna kill her! <laughs> Release! Come on! She gets flung off that egg carton due to the elastic thrust curling through the air, desperately flapping her arm, and she's trying to flap. <laughs> it does not come back successful. <laughs> she just bounces off the fence. I'm like, that looks like it hurt. So that's not working either. The bell in the yard rings to line up unexpectedly, and the chickens think they're about to be counted. And who hasn't laid any eggs? Babs. Babs. Babs is freaking out because she's been so preoccupied with the flying, she hasn't laid any eggs. Let us preface this by saying that Babs is one of the stouter. Hens. She's thick. You know, Mrs. Tweety starts walking up and down the line, just like for count. And she stops in front of Babs. And there's this really tense moment where Babs thinks it's over. It's over. 
she brings what she thinks is going to be a knife down on her, but instead, it's a tape measure. She's measuring her waist. And like, Babs is like, what, what the hell? <laughs> Double their food rations, Mr. Tweedy. I want them all as fat as this one. They all run to the trough to get fat for the slaughter. I know. Like, they're, they are wigging. And Ginger's like, whoa, 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 no! You peasant slaves! <laughs> don't eat that shit! Do you not see that they're about to kill us? No, they don't. They only care about eating. And I understand that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> We're fat and happy. Leave us alone. Oh, my God. Like, she makes them feel so bad. Like, about even going after the seed in the first place. Sheeple! Rocky takes her aside and in his own condescending way tells her that the threat of death will motivate no one. You see, over in America, we have this rule. If you want to motivate someone, don't mention death. <laughs> Funny. Over here, the rule is always tell the truth. Oh, hey, that's been working like a real charm, hasn't it? Here's some free advice. You want them to perform? Tell them what they want to hear. You mean lie. That's not what we do in America, which I don't even understand what that line means. Yeah, I don't know what that means. We but... definitely threaten people with death to make us to make them do what we want. And Ginger claps back. This is information they need. Yeah. Like this is a matter of life and death. I love how Rocky like goes back out into the yard and all the hens are just it's so ominous. They're all just sitting around staring the mood has dipped. Yeah, like they know they're going to die and like I, the the harmonica that's playing <laughs> yeah. and like Bunty like just letting seed fall through her hand. Babs is literally knitting herself a noose. She knitted a noose! This is some of the darkest humor I've ever seen in a children's movie. She just like looks at the noose and is like oi. We know! She can't even believe she knitted it. She's like it's like she checked out for a second, woke up, and she had knitted a noose. Oh, no. And I'm just like, I was like, these poor hens, they are living in hell. Now we get the scene where Rocky is going to show the chickens how they let off steam in America. I call this scene Rocky stalling with the party. Because <laughs> he hasn't quite figured out how he's going to come out on the other side of this farce. So he's set up, he's gotten the rats to nick a radio. Mm -hmm. Somehow they got a radio into the hut. Nick and fetch a radio. <laughs> <laughs> nick and fetch a radio, mm -hmm. would you then, mate? They, they turn on the radio and they're just going to dance. I love how Ginger's like, I failed to see how this is going to help. I feel like the writers got here in the script and um, went, it's going to it's gonna run short. <laughs> can we put in what? A dance party. The, let's let's make them dance. And then the animators went, no. What? Please don't do this to us. And yep, yep, musical number. We've been working too hard. Time to kick back a bit, shake those tail feathers. Look at it. Nelly podging around like a... What's happening? That's called a beat, sister. Feel it pulsing through your body. Oh, Ross, what does Nelly podging mean? Context tells me it means act a fool. Um, Nelly podging is doing something incorrectly. <laughs> Basically. Okay. Thank you, Guardian. Just, like, Bunty's just like, look at him, Nelly podging around. Apparently, codswallop means nonsense <laughs> or malarkey. If some, if you, if they get called an old sausage, I think someone calls someone an old sausage. I think uh, Bunty calls Fowler an old sausage. You old sausage. A term of endearment. That's a term of endearment? You can do it, you old sausage. That is the example. <laughs> well chuffed. 
means very pleased. I knew what chuffed meant. I'm absolutely chuffed. A great lummox is a great pudding. Your great pudding? She calls him a great pudding, She calls too. him both a great lummox and a great pudding. <laughs> so I guess they just mean each other? <laughs> You're great. What have you done, you great pudding? Get face <laughs> means idiot. Yeah, no, I knew that one, too. <laughs> that one was in Harry Potter from time to time. Mm. You're right. You're right. Okay. Back to the plot. They're getting loose and they're dancing to this tune. Bunty is spinning Babs in a circle, and then Bunty would spell Babs. And Babs flies across the room. And she thinks she flew. <laughs> She's so excited. She did, in a way. <laughs> but, like, not on her own. That's what I'm wondering. Why didn't they just all go outside at that moment and start hurling each other over the fence? Well, that would still leave someone on the inside at the end. She can dig herself out. All right. <laughs> Rocky's clapping for her and his bandage falls off. The exposed, unbroken wing. And Ginger is like, well, this is great. Tomorrow you can show us how to fly. And he's like, oh, oh fuck. <laughs> this is where the farce comes to a hilt. Also, guess what? What? The machine's ready. Oh, that's right. With the thing they've been building in the barn. The chickens hear all of this noise coming from the barn and they realize that whatever's in those crates, it's functional now. Ross, what exactly is in the crates? It's a time machine, you idiot. Chickens go in, pies come out. Ooh, what kind of pies? Apple. My favorite chicken pies, you great lummox. I love that whole exchange. <laughs> He's so dumb. Like, why did he think after, 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 after installing the gravy drum and all of the mixed vegetables? How did he think apple pies were coming out of this thing? You have a good point. You have a great point. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. I'm sorry. Give him a break. He's, he's, he's a... mentally exhausted. <laughs> he's like, how does it work? And Mrs. Tweety's like, go get me a chicken and I'll show you. And he knows just the one. Ginger. Ginger. <laughs> Ginger's the one that haunts his nightmares. He has a personal vendetta against Ginger. Ginger gets scooped and taken to the barn. Bunty initiates a panic. <laughs> She's like, what are we going to do? Yeah. Fowler comes up to Rocky and he's like, you got to fly over there and rescue her. Well, what are you waiting for, laddie? Fly over there. Save her. Of course. No, no, no. That's, that's just what they'd expect. But I say... We give him the old element of surprise. And catch Jay with his trousers down. <laughs> I like the sound of that. What's the plan? Nice save there, Rock. And so, <laughs> uh, how does he get over there? Oh, he gets up on the uh, power line. He, like, zip lines over there. Yeah. <laughs> into the barn. And he he just misses her. I know. Before, like, she, her legs are literally in clamps. They're, like, on this conveyor belt waiting to drop her down a shaft to be made a pie. Oh, no. And he just misses her. <laughs> Before you can say, <laughs> mixed vegetables? <laughs> I'm coming for you.
for you, babe. I'll be faster than you can say. And like over his head, we see a conveyor belt opening. Mixed vegetables. <laughs> he jumps into the machine after Ginger and we get this whole sequence where we're seeing the inside of the machine. Mm -hmm. And it's obviously fascinating, especially when it starts to make you question just exactly how this works. I wrote the absurdity of this labyrinth of a machine. <laughs> It's like something out of Seuss, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the intricacies that must be inside that machine. It's a whole universe in there. It looks like you could have a spacious tea party inside <laughs> of that machine. There's a lot of Indiana Jones-type stunts where we're avoiding saw blades and giant rolling things, falling down chutes. Rocky has to stop the gravy gun at one point with, like, this carrot to protect them from being scalded. Yep. Oh, it's awful. They get stamped into a pie. <laughs> so the gravy pressure has risen considerably because he blocked that gun and it's causing a total system malfunction. Rocky and Ginger barely make it out of the machine and they get onto that conveyor belt and they're stamped with this giant label. It's and it's literally a pie with a chicken head poking out of the center of it. It's very macabre. And I'm like, oh boy. Mrs. Tweety's homemade chicken pies. Also, I love how Mrs. Tweety's like, just turn it off. And he's like, I don't know how to make it stop. And he, I just love her picking up the power cord and being like, pulling it apart. Oh. I fixed it. And she pies him. Yeah. They take that sticker back to the hut and they slap it up on the wall and everybody's upset. Yeah, <laughs> understandably. Ladies, please, let's not lose our heads. Lose our heads? <laughs> they're losing it because they're about to be systematically murdered. Mm -hmm. And Ginger's like, no, 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 it's cool. Rocky's got us. He's going to show us how to fly tomorrow. It's going to be great. Mm -hmm. Rocky does not seem excited about the demonstration. I think I know why. You think you know why? Because he's a total fraud. Absolutely. He goes back into the bunk he's been sharing with Fowler. And Fowler, Fowler has a moment here. Mm -hmm. Fowler is like, I've profoundly misjudged your American ass. <clears throat> In the light of your action this evening, I... I dutifully admit that I have misjudged your character. I present you with this medal for bravery. And I salute you. He gives him his RAF pin for his bravery. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so sweet. It is sweet. And he gives up his bunk for the night. Yeah. Because they've been spooning this whole time. I know. I feel bad for Fowler. I cannot believe I'm about to unpack a cinema photography choice in Chicken Run, but here we go. Okay, you ready? <laughs> yep. As Fowler is leaving the hut to go sleep outside, mm -hmm. he says, I can't wait for tomorrow's demonstration. Rocky looks over into this cracked mirror. So his reflection is like splintered. Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, I'm me too. <laughs> <laughs> and just the way his face is all splintered into pieces, it kind of underlines the duplicity that's been going on here. You know, in case you've never seen a movie before, Rocky is obviously not who he says he is. And I just, I just love that moment. It was a great choice. We are so deep. <laughs> no. We, we are noted film scholars. It doesn't always have to be that deep. That was literally the only moment I had during this movie where I was like, wow. Wow. Ah, like me and the peace sign and Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> You're like, hey. We have 
the rooftop scene. Yeah, Rocky's gonna try and do the right thing um, and tell Ginger that he's a fraud. She's so happy. She is. She's she, happy that she's not gonna die. Thank you for saving my life. For saving our lives. You know, I come up here every night and look out to that hill and just imagine what it must be like on the other side. I would be falling apart inside, like my tendons would be coming loose from my bones. If you were Rocky. From this kind of guilt. I know. Like, like she literally thinks you're going to save all of them. And you're a massive and fraud. And you're so not going to, and they're probably going to die. Rocky's whole personality revolves around this idea of being a lone free ranger. And what he's failing to appreciate is that these chickens don't get to be free. We really are sitting down here dissecting these chickens, aren't we? Yeah, I know. He just... (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know, it's ridiculous. Uh, This is a production. (laughs) We're doing this for fun. Oh my God. I'm sorry. It just became hyper aware. You know what's funnier? What? We had fried chicken for dinner. We did. I feel no guilt. Oh my God. Anyway, going on, you were saying. He just really, he he does not have the heart to tell her how much he has lied. He's a coward. The next morning, the energy is gray in the yard because all the chickens are ready to learn how to fly. And Ginger goes into Fowler's hut to get Rocky. Rocky's gone. Rocky left behind Fowler's RAF bin and uh, a little piece of paper folded up. It looks like a note. It's not a note. It's the bottom half of that poster that he landed with. And just the the sequence, the shot of her walking towards the wall of the hut in slow motion and all the chickens just being like, Ginger's seen some shit. What's up? She she is absolutely dead behind the eyes. There's no one home. Slowly raises the bottom half of that poster and puts it up on the wall where she hung the rest of the poster. There's like this dramatic thunderclap. I know. The string instruments and the rain and the thunder as the disappointment just washes over everyone. I was like, this is so sad and so ominous. It is. Like we've never seen the bottom half of the poster. All we see is this flying rooster. The bottom half of the poster depicts a cannon from which the rooster has been shot. Yeah, he's he's a cannonball rooster. Yeah. That's how he's flying. He's literally being shot out of a cannon. Remember he, the boom? The boom that we thought was thunder, yeah. He never knew how to fly, and he knew he wouldn't be able to show them. And how do you think the circus got to Tweety so fast? Because, <laughs> like, he went that way. <laughs> the cannon's pointed that way. I think there's a chicken farm over there. And he used a spoon and tunneled out and didn't say goodbye to anybody. Perhaps he just went on holiday. Perhaps he just went to get away from your infernal nothing. Well, you were the one that was always hitting him. See how you like... Don't push me, four eyes. Everybody starts to get angry. They have a full-on cockfight. No! I knew you were going to make that joke. How did I know you were going to make that joke? Where's my severance? Where can I collect it? (laughs) Yeah, they just start fighting each other. They're blaming each other for Rocky going away. The RAF pin goes flying in the middle of the fight, and it lands right next to Ginger. And she's just, like, staring 
out into nothingness while everybody is beating each other's ass behind her. She looks at this pin and just like brain blast. Oh, yeah. Has the answer not been here the whole time? Fowler, what exactly is the RAF? What do you mean, what is it? The Royal Air Force is what? <laughs> then what's the old crate? Fowler is always going on about his days in the RAF mm. and why it was better in those days and blah, 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 blah. Has no one ever actually asked Fowler what the RAF is? Apparently not, because only, it is only now being explained. But like all this whole time when Fowler's been talking about, oh, we used to knock about the old crate and everything like that, he means an airplane. Yeah. Like, I just... I'm mad at Fowler. Yeah. I'm mad at Fowler. All of this work we've been putting into trying to fly, and you couldn't have mentioned that you actually flew in a plane? Yeah. And know what it's like? Yeah. But am I am I assuming too much? Am I assuming the chicken knows how the plane works? I mean, they can fucking talk to each other, organize meetings, <laughs> and build inventions of immense intricacy. You'd think... You'd think he would have chimed in by now. They're self-aware, like... <laughs> Come on! We're still going to fly out of here. <clears throat> what, what? Fowler's provided the answer. I have? Uh, oh, yes, 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 of course I have. Uh, how have I? We'll make a crate. We can certainly pull together to build this bird. <laughs> We're hitting a lot of the same story beats, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> like... As last week, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. They... So, um... We've decided, fuck it, we're paying the rats and eggs Absolutely. to get us what we need. Oh, they're getting out or they're dying. Yeah, this... they're like, Ginger's like, this is happening today? <laughs> this is happening now? If I see everyone, anybody sleeping, I will be huffing and puffing and blowing houses down. The rats start stealing parts and tools from Mr. Tweety as he's trying to fix the pie machine. They are in the lawn gnomes. <laughs> Incognitus inside the lawn gnomes. They're like moving along, hobbling along inside the gnomes. And like they take his all of his tools <laughs> and like you see them just pitter-puttering out of shop. <laughs> and Mr. Tweety goes, Oh, gnomes now. And he's like, I'm really losing it over here. <laughs> It's the mental abuse. <laughs> it really it's the is. emotional abuse and physical abuse yeah, that he's facing at the hands of Mrs. Tweety. She's always hitting and kicking him. Like, I'm trying to stop laughing because it's not funny. But, like, yeah, seriously. And he he almost gets that machine restarted. Oh, yeah, he sure does. But he gravies Mrs. Tweety instead. <laughs> she kicks him. You idiot. <laughs> So they're hurrying, right? The chickens disassemble the hut for nails and wood. Like, they start just picking up whatever they can find in order to make this crate transform into a plane. Mm -hmm. I, I just, it's incredible. We talked last week about how we love the ingenuity of the ants and how the animators and the story writers had to think that much further ahead. And guess what? Building the crate makes me emotional. I know, you said that last week. <laughs> Next, we get these shots of Rocky on a tricycle. I love how he's fleeing in cowardice, but he thought to take the radio. Yeah, he's got the radio on the back of the cycle. He's like that, singing that song. That Dion song. <laughs> oh, I'm the type of guy that likes to roam around. I'm never in one place. He has no cares. He does not, he is, he is on his way to something else. What chickens? What chickens <laughs> in the prisoner of war camp? I think 
think he has disassociated. Yeah. I think he can't stand what he did. I think it's what he needed to do in order to actually leave. I know. Like, and he's riding along, whistling, and he rolls by this billboard, <laughs> and then he stops, backs up, and it's a gigantic Mrs. Tweedy's homemade chicken pies advertisement. She hasn't even gotten this machine up and successfully running. She's and already she's taken- got ad space. <laughs> yeah, like- Militia Tweedy can run this firm. It's putting the chicken before the egg, don't you think? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll leave. Guys, thank you for listening to Kicking and Streaming. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's been a wonderful audience. Unfortunately, we've both been fired. <laughs> no one left to do the show. No. Oh so please enjoy the rest of this episode in dead air. No, I'm totally kidding. Uh, we're just kidding. <laughs> we're just kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I don't know how Tweety gets the pie machine fixed because he definitely is missing parts. Yeah, I know. Oh no! He's fixed it! Yeah, the chickens. Which ones? All of them. Mrs. Tweety doesn't care. She is balls deep. All of them. Oh, she's putting all her eggs in this basket. What did we just talk about? <laughs> Make all the chickens into one pie. <laughs> Make all the chickens into all pies at once. All right. He goes out to the yard and opens that hut. And they are sawing <laughs> and hammering. And like, they're all just stop at once and look up at him. And then he's like, why you thieving little boogers? What's the plan? Attack! Huh? <laughs> nice, what Swarm him all at once. Like, Ginger says, fuck it. Attack. <laughs> and they swarm him and they get him tied up, gagged, and put under a hut. Ginger's like, the time has come. This is happening now. This is my favorite shot in the entire film. Tell me. Is when they roll the two strands of Christmas lights down the center of the midway. And then you have Babs with the little ping pong paddles, paddles <laughs> like she's directing the crate and i just <laughs> i love the shot of zooming up to the crate when they're all getting on it and the wings just come out it's like watching optimus prime transform it's like watching her majesty's royal air force ready to kick some ass they have got a it's a it's a it's a part of a deck chair or something <laughs> that has been rigged up to be like a ramp for them to fly onto and take off. Yeah, they've kind of got a Viking ship model going uh -huh. where everybody's going to be pedaling to give it thrust uh -huh. on the inside. And yeah, they're going to ride up this deck chair ramp uh -huh. so they can get over the fence. And But uh-oh, we still have a problem. This entire idea has been predicated on the fact that Fowler knows how to fly a plane. And guess what, Ross? Fowler doesn't know how to fly the plane. This is the problem with constitutional monarchy. <laughs> There's no communication. There's no fowls qualified <laughs> to operate aircraft. <laughs> like, they didn't have a conversation about this. Yeah. Like, Ginger, oh, Ginger just yells into the cockpit, ready to go, Fowler. And he's like, I'm behind you. He's literally behind her <laughs> in a seat with the rest of them getting ready to pedal. You're supposed to be up there. You're the pilot. Oh, don't be ridiculous. I can't fly this contraption. Back in your day, the, the Royal Air Force. 644 Squadron, Poultry Division. We were the mascots. You mean you never actually flew the plane? Good heavens, no. 
I'm a chicken. And he's like, wait, no, you got to fly this thing. And he's like, what? (laughs) I'm a chicken, you stupid ass. You feel like she kind of knew yeah. deep down, but like <laughs> she's mad. She's mad that she didn't ask. <laughs> she's mad that she assumed, and she's like, you know what, Fowler, you rancid old codger. Yeah, Fowler, you have to fly it. You're always talking about back in your day. Well, today is your day. Ginger, we love to see it. Oh my God, hold that old bag accountable. And so. Fowler takes the helm, where he was always meant to be. (laughs) He's going to give it his best shot. They almost get there. It's a real, it's very Ode to Titanic. And (laughs) they almost get to the ramp, but who looms into frame? Mr. Tweety. Mr. Tweety knocks that ramp over, still hogtied and gagged. I don't know how he got out from underneath the hut. I don't either. He had to have like inchwormed over there. So they, they, they turn around. And Ginger, um, as the plane is turning around, listen to me, the plane, as the crate is turning, the back part of it whacks Mr. Tweety and knocks him out again. Ginger goes back to get the chair set up and she can't get it all by herself. By this time, Fowler has turned back around and is coming back her way. She's almost got it. And then Mrs. Tweety, out of nowhere, just pins her underneath this deck chair with an axe. Put the ramp down. <gasps> you are going to be a pie. Who is here at the 11th hour? Ginger! I'm mad about this. (laughs) She honestly could have kicked Tweety's ass herself. You know what I'm saying? Why did we need to bring Rocky back into it? Yeah. You know why he's here? For the love story. I know. And I'm just like, what love story? (laughs) He's literally been nothing but rude to her this whole time. This is where I think we both realized... We don't really need Rocky in this film. No, no. I mean, granted, he is part of the farce that is the conflict. But like, I'm just like. We could have had it another way. And we wouldn't have had to deal with Mel Gibson. Rocky bounces his tricycle off Tweety's face and just knocks her out cold. That axe comes swirling down (laughs) and lands right next to her head. And she passes out from shock. (laughs) I love that the crate actually gets airborne. I know! And I just love the, the little chorus of angels as it's flying away. <laughs> and so Rocky takes hold of the... Because as it's come down the midway, it has caught one of the strings of lights. So it's dragging it with it. And so they hold on to the string of lights and they take off into the air with it. <laughs> More Indiana Jones stunts. <laughs> we're having like we're having a good flight so far, and then we have a bit of turbulence because we have a clinger. This is my favorite joke in the movie. Because like they're up in the crate, they think everything's fine. They're literally about to kiss. The entire crate starts jolting. <laughs> her Star Trek accent. We've got a Klingon, Captain. Yeah. The engines can't take it. Yeah. A Klingon. I know. A Klingon. I know. (laughs) My little nerd heart. I love it. 
I love that these chickens have created something powerful enough that they can pedal to maintain altitude, but yet the weight of Militia Tweety on this thing does not weigh it down entirely. A full-grown Jane Lynch-looking woman. Yeah, yeah. She's that tall, and they are dragging her through the air. I just could, I just can't believe they're still in the air. I know. While she's hanging <laughs> on to it. And she's got this axe between her teeth, and she's climbing closer and closer. She, I thought about this in this moment. She really does not care if she knocks them all out of the sky and kills them all. She doesn't. She really doesn't. She doesn't. She's just, she's in it to win it at this point. <laughs> she's like, I will not be shamed here. <laughs> By chickens. <laughs> Somehow, Mrs. Tweedy is climbing up the lights to the, to the crate. And, she's scary. Oh, she is scary. Ginger thinks that if she crawls down there with safety scissors, she's going to be able to cut through the electrical cord. Oh, you dumb bird. <laughs> <laughs> this moment is dark because Ginger's trying to cut the cord. And Mrs. Tweedy gets within swinging distance of her. And this is where Mare was watching this with me. And because you know how she's gnawing on it after the safety scissors drop? Uh-huh. She's gnawing on it, trying to get it out, trying to get it broken apart. And Mare goes, I hate that. Chickens don't have teeth. <laughs> and that's when I went, oh my God! Because <laughs> they all have teeth. They all have pearly white teeth. All the chickens have <laughs> teeth. <laughs> and I'm like, ah! She's right. They so don't. <laughs> but I mean, whatever to make them more humanoid. <laughs> oh my god! And then you wait. Know, hold on. Back to the dark moment. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. It, there's this really sinister moment where she raises that axe over her head, and you think this is it, and she brings that axe down. <laughs> no. You see what looks like a headless ginger <laughs> holding on to the string of lights. And then you just see her head slowly swing up and around. She ducked out of the way. Holds out both ends of the cut light string. to throw her in through the window of the barn. Yeah, perfectly. And she lands directly in the gravy tank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the machine was already malfunctioning. Now she's blocking the only vent. <laughs> and the gravy is boiling and rising inside. And Tweety comes rushing into the barn. Mrs. Tweety! Mrs. Tweety! And he sees her upside down in that machine. <laughs> and his life changes forever. He does! He just looks at that and he's like, I might let a bitch die. <laughs> like, seriously. You can see it happen behind his eyes. He's like, I can just close this door and pretend I never <laughs> saw anything. Does. He quietly backs out of the barn. <laughs> and then we get another shot from inside the crate. Ginger's been pulled back aboard. <laughs> and I just, I love that her and Rocky have each other's hands standing right in front of the door, getting ready to kiss. And then this bombastic explosion. <laughs> gravy mushroom cloud mushroom gravy cloud fuck you i just, <laughs> I just mushroom gravy <laughs> i'm sorry i'm really on one tonight you're not allowed on the premises anymore <laughs> give us your key like <laughs> <laughs> 
Tweety, Mr. Tweety just opens that door to the barn. He's like, I wonder if I'm going to find her body. Yeah. <laughs> she's fine. Yeah. Somehow. She's alive. I don't know how. <laughs> and he looks her dead in the eye and goes, I told you they was organized. <laughs> And you know how that wall falls on top of her? Yeah. If you pay attention, you can see very clearly as it's zooming up and away from the barn that he pushed it over on her. (laughs) I'm serious. Go back and watch it. (laughs) And I'm just like, well, Tweety, I'm sorry your farm's in shambles now, but at least your bitch wife has been put in her place. So, and it, yay, they did it. They got out. They actually got away. <laughs> and this is where she and Rocky finally kiss, right? Yeah, I don't care. I know. You know how many times they almost kiss in this movie, mm. but then they get interrupted? It's because nobody wanted to broach the conversation about how do chickens kiss with beaks? Or with teeth. Or with <laughs> What the fuck? Chickens don't have teeth I or kn- fingers and toes. I know. So... How do the chickens make their way in this new world? I like to think that they are on Ant Island. (laughs) They're so not. I know, I know. (laughs) They're on a bird sanctuary. Yeah, in the middle of this lake. (laughs) And there are babies now? Because they're allowed to have babies. And I love... I love the babies playing around and the babies that are in school with Mac (laughs) as their teacher. Yes. They're getting like aerodynamic lessons. Yeah. They're still trying to fly. (laughs) They haven't learned anything. (laughs) They have not retained science. This is a world now where you can have any dream you want. And I think that's beautiful. And there are a lot of babies toddling around. And And I just have one thing to say. There are two roosters with them, (laughs) and it's Fowler and Rocky. I don't think Fowler fathered any of those children. (laughs) Maybe. So if Ginger and Rocky are an item, they're an open item. (laughs) And he is father to every single one of those children. (laughs) I'm tired of having to explain Lion King rules to people. I, 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 I I can't remember if you see it in the shot when it pans out. But, like, did they save the crate or did they break it up for, like, living space? They probably broke it up and used it as materials. Well, that's stupid. (laughs) What if they run out of food? Don't they need to go back to the mainland? Can chickens not swim? I don't think well. Ducks can swim. Why can't chickens swim? Because they're two completely different birds. Well, I get that. (laughs) And chicken are not waterfowl. Ducks are waterfowl. All right, all right. And I love that, yeah, we get that sign that says bird sanctuary, but it's birds been crossed out and chicken, like in the Chick-fil-A ad. That's what I was going to say. C-H-I-K-I-N. I feel like that's covert Chick-fil-A advertising. I don't think, I don't think it's that deep. I think. I think it's just a funny way to spell it. <laughs> maybe it's a, maybe it's a joke. And then like, what we go out on. <laughs> Nick and Fetcher have come along as well. I wonder what their contribution to that society is. Probably what their contribution to the old one was. Teaching all of the chicks to be sleezes. <laughs> How to stand on a corner and flip a nickel with a toothpick between your teeth. <laughs> there are, they're having the age-old discussion. Which came first? The chicken or the egg? If you don't have a chicken, where are you going to get an egg? Having the chicken, that comes from the egg. Yeah, but you have to have an egg to have a chicken. Yeah, but you've got to get the chicken first to get the egg and then the egg chicken out. Hang on. Let's go over this again. 
So what are your final thoughts on this <laughs> very darkly humored children's movie? <laughs> this film, I just, I have so many great associations with this film. This is one of those movies that I think about more than most. <laughs> yeah. Like just something from it will pop into my head. This film is just pleasing to me for some reason. I love all of the World War II, you know, thematics. I love... You know me, I love a re- I love a revolution story. Yeah, you do. And That's why you picked these movies back to back. I feel like in the last film we dealt with very a very systematic revolt, you know, we we really just kind of pulled down the whole order. Whereas you know in this one, these unfortunate souls are not only tearing down the order, but they're saying bye-bye. <laughs> they're not even going to reclaim it. <laughs> like good guys don't look at explosions. We're going to the promised land. <laughs> we do not care about y'all. Honestly, the message that comes through most strongly here is teamwork. <laughs> it was, it was. And that's what you should come away with, goddammit. That you need a group think tank? You, you, If you want the best effort you can possibly have, you need... There's power in numbers. Wow, it's literally the same <laughs> as the last <laughs> film we did. No, no, no. See, I, th- I think that you are right. You can take a lot of the same messages from this movie that you do from A Bug's Life. Yeah. There's strength in numbers. Uh-huh. Stand up for yourself and others. But I love that we've put the escapism aspect on it. I love the escapism aspect. And I love what I took away from this movie personally as a kid was don't get complacent. Yeah. Like, just because life is all right for you doesn't mean it's not right for everybody. And it doesn't mean you can't be striving towards something different. You literally cannot stop trying until it's the way it's supposed to be. Exactly. Like, that's the only way you're ever going to be happy. Yeah. And so, yeah, don't get complacent. And then just, like, I just love that this movie, there's there's so much dark humor in it. Yeah. But it never manages to be a downer. Mm Mm-hmm. This movie's just fried. I know. This movie's just fried seven ways. Like... (laughs) It's the best. I feel like it's in the Shrek club of... Oh, definitely! Like, most informative movies when we were kids. I know. Like, the stuff that really stays with us. And, I mean, if you want to have this conversation, Wallace and Gromit's okay. I love Wallace and Gromit. I know you prefer Chicken Run. That's fine. I mean, not that there's a competition between the two. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's just like... Whatever. <laughs> you know, this is the only claymation film I really need. I love Wallace and Gromit. Like, Wallace always likes his cheese and his toast. And, and... I think Wallace is fucking annoying. <laughs> Just saying. Oppression going. You feel me? <laughs> I guess. Marianne, tell me what film we'll be covering next week. Another movie that got a great McDonald's toy campaign Atlantis. The Lost Empire. I. I, I don't know how we're going to do this. I, I know. We're going to lose it. Every single line of this movie is absolutely quotable. It's like Juno. I know. Yeah, I don't we, know. We mm. are just going to sit here and quote the movie back and forth next week. We recorded Juno till like 1030. I know. <laughs> we talked about Juno too long. I know. Look at me. Look at me in the eyes. I know. We're not going to talk for three hours about Atlantis next week. Look at me. Look at me in the eyes. Yeah. That will inevitably fail. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway. 
And guys, let's talk about colonialism. Yeah. <laughs> We're just kind of layering it on. You know, you've got basic slavery. We've got the prison industrial complex. Now let's talk about colonialism. Oh God. It's going to be a lot of fun. We have lots of great voices. I know. I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> we get to talk about how it was an early indicator that I might be gay. <laughs> really? <laughs> Are you? Carrie, yeah. wait, Carrie, wait a minute. I'm queer. Did you not know this? Are you? What? <laughs> Oh my god, I think I might also be queer. <laughs> I'm thrilled! I am thrilled! I think I might be one of those bisexuals as well. Welcome to the club, we've got jackets. <laughs> they come in pink, blue, and purple. I mean, let's be honest, the most healing power of all in this entire planet is the love of women. <laughs> Agreed. So look out for that next week, guys. In the meantime, if you want more of us, go check us out on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N. S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at kickingandstreamingpodcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And guys, shout out to all the states I'm seeing in the downloads lately. Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee. We see you. We see you. Thank you so much for supporting us from every corner. Welcome to the watch party, y'all. <laughs> I know we sound cracked out. I'm so sorry. Take us out, Ross. More quality content coming to you from Kicking and Streaming. Until then, I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as always, wear a mask. mask.